0: So, we're, we're two, two lines from the bottom on Chavdalar Amr So, 24b, two lines from the bottom. Did you do the 23? Yeah, we did 23, yeah. We did 24 mostly, two lines from the bottom. So, it says Amasnov, right? You have some sort of belt around your waist. Motalikrot Kriyeshma. So, the point of this Gemara is how much has to be covered when you are saying Krishma and when you are davening. So again, so when you're reading Krishma, as long as there's some sort of separation between your heart and your erva and the bottom half of your body, then you'll be able to say uh, Krishma. basically the uh, material of this cloak which you are using as a separation can be made of any uh, material You of know, leather, of sackcloth if it's around your waist you'll be able to read uh, Kriyishma so again uh, the point being over here that your body could really theoretically be naked but as long as there is a separation again between your heart and the bottom part of your body, some sort of belt, you'd be able to say, uh, Krishna continues, the Gemara on the top of, Chafeya Avla avlatfilah, Tfila is different. And even though Tfila is and uh, many things we find that it's more lenient, for it's, when it comes to Tsniut, when it comes to the way you're supposed to present yourself, prayer is actually more stringent, because prayer we assume, like Rashi says, is as if you're standing with Neha you're supposed to act as if you're speaking, Ta'chadosh Baruch Hu, standing before a king. Tefillah, you actually have to cover the top part of your body. Presumably, it doesn't just mean your, the place of your heart, but it just means you should be wearing a shirt. says, Someone who forgot, entered into a bathroom while wearing tefillin. What does he do? It's too late. He's already going to the bathroom. So it says that he puts his hand on his tefillin until he finishes... Going to the bathroom, meaning he just covers his film to show some sort of respect. Until he finishes, says, the like, That doesn't make sense. He should uh, leave, right? He should leave right away. So, so, says, It really means, It means basically he's in uh, middle of, uh, you know, defecating. And it just means that he should wait until he finishes what he's really in the middle of doing. And then he should leave. So, says the altar, he should... Get up immediately. Like he realizes he has Tfilin, even though he's in the middle of going to the bathroom, we should leave. It says the we should stop and get up. Says the basically, if someone's like, in the middle of going to the bathroom and they basically stop, it could be maybe a they deha drunken, It could bring to some sort of abdominal uh, sickness. And therefore, we don't recommend you just stopping literally in the middle of what you're doing. Finish the part that you're, you know, you started and then you could finish. Similarly, Silon, if someone has to do miriglaim, someone has to urinate, and then they kind of uh, stop it, right, as like it's coming out, Silon hachazer, if they bring it back, maybe Saddam of and it can also bring to some sort of uh, sickness. Again, I don't know if it's, we're not necessarily talking about Sakhanat and Nefashat, but again, it's not healthy uh, for one to bring it back. You started going to death, then you finish it. Continues the Gemara. Itma. Next, uh, basically, a bit of Gemara is going to discuss uh, either tsoa or meriglime. Either you have a uh, feces, that's tsoa, and then meriglime is urine. So, tsoa al bisaro o yada munachas bebesakise. So, either you literally had tsoa on your flesh or your hand is in a bathroom. Are you allowed to say Krishma? Now, it's very clear that. It doesn't mean that it's exposed, because if it be exposed, you for sure cannot say Krishma. That we're going to see later on, you have to go away from it. So it means that it's on your body, but it's covered. So the question is, can you say Krishna? Rufuna says, you could say Krishna. We're going to see many disputes between Rufuna and Rufchizda. Rufchizda says, If anything is like this, either on your hand, or your hand is just in the bathroom, right? You're standing outside, but your hand is inside. So, Amr Ravamaitamad Rafunar. Rav says, What's the reason of Rufuna That it's permitted. So, it's you, but it's covered? Yes. But it, yeah, no, so, the one that your hand is in the bathroom, that, that could be that it's not covered. That Rashi says, There's just a partition between you and the bathroom, and your hand, like, let, picture there's like a window, you know, through the bathroom, and you put your hand in. But the case of Tsoa on your flesh, that's talking about where it's covered. I Meaning, if there's Tsoa on your flesh, that's Think talking about. Yeah. Right, exactly. So my time with Rofuneh, like the pasuk says, "Kol So Rofuneh says a uh, very interesting. It says the way. How do we praise our Kaddish with our spirit? That our soul. Where does your soul come? So it actually basically means through the way that you breathe, like through your mouth and your nose. And therefore, if there's tsoa, if there's something, you know, not uh, appropriate that's on another part of your body, that's okay, because your hand is not part of the tefillah. What's part of the tefillah is your mouth and your nose, because that's where your neshama, that's where your life comes forth. Rav says it's aser. Why am I davening? Rav Chizkiah says that I pray to Hakadosh with all my bones, right, with every single part of my body. So therefore, my hand also needs to be considered uh, like in a proper uh, situation, right? There can't be tsoah on my hand because I'm davening with my whole body. When it discusses, you know, right? You know, people that like to move back and forth, it quotes this pasuk kalat smoso like you're davening with your whole uh, body. Your whole body is engaged in the tefillah. Itmar. Uh, we rule uh, generally like uh, Ravuna, apparently. That it's Again, I mean, not such a common situation, I would hope. If there is a bad smell that has an ikr, meaning it has like a source, which means um, what the Gemara, what basically Rashi says is that there is a soa. meaning there is a dirty diaper there, and it's creating a bad smell. You could have a type of smell which doesn't have. A mitziut, which is someone who passed gas, so there's no ikkar, there's nothing there. So we're discussing here there's something there, plus it has a bad smell. Rafuna says it's enough just to distance four amos from the, we'll call it the dirty diaper. says no, you can't just move away four amos from the place of the tsoa. You have to move four amos away from the bad smell. And then Vikara krishma. So the smell ends here. You have to move four amas from where the smell ended. Again, this is all about v'hayamachenecha kadosh. We'll see on Amit base that when you're saying krishma, you're supposed to be in a kadosh place. But if it's not a kadosh, it's a makam mevuzah. It's a disgusting place and it's not a place for krishma. We prove like Rav Chizda, that you have to be four amas away from the end of the smell. Because it says Tanekavaseruchizalikra Adam kriyishma lo kineged tzos Adam mikem kriyishma. It doesn't matter where the feces came from. A person lo kineged tzos, cloven dog lo kineged tzos, chazim whether it's a pig lo kineged tzos, chicken, velo kineged aspa and not next to a garbage sherech all these things you cannot see kriyishma next to. If let's say we would consider the to be in a completely different place. It's, in a, it's, a, it's like, a, again, you're on the floor, and then ten tfachim high, it's sitting on a roof somewhere. Or it's ten tfachim below you. Generally speaking, in halacham, if something is ten tfachim away from you, we consider that to be a completely different reshot, a completely different uh, property. It's not in the same area as you. So... The Gemara is being mechades, Kishma. If one could consider the Tsowa to be a completely different Rashut, then one would be permitted uh, to say uh, Kishma. Now, what's not clear in the Gemara is that it could be this is only being said regarding how far you have to distance yourself, but if the smell goes there, it could be you still have to move away. It's a bit of a machloket in the Rishonim. The Gemara sounds like there's no issue both of smell and of being near the Tsoa because it just says, if it's ten tefachim high up or below Yoshev btzdam you could sit right next to it for tefachim is like almost like 40 inches like 40 inches yeah um, so the gemara says vimlav but let's say it's in front of you then marchik mal'enav again the gemara will be a little more clear later on but you want to make sure that you don't even see it Machik mal'enav that you won't be able to see the the tzoah. Meaning, every time we said in now that you should distance for Amot, that meant that the tzohah would be in back of you. But if at any time the tso will be in front of you, then you've got to distance yourself in a way that you can't even see it. So every time we say dal Amot, in now meant in front. So again, that it's behind you. The Gemara, this Braita has one, two more lines. Everything we just said applies not only to Krishna, but also to prayer. Now the breif to end, which is the proof to Rav Chizda, Re'ach Ram, sheyes lo eikar, machek talam is makom hare'ach. The Karo kishma, you see clearly like Rav Chizda, that Re'ach Ram, sheyes lo eikar, that machek talam is from where, mi hare'ach. That you have to distance yourself from us from the end of the smell, not from where the soa is, right? But you also have to distance yourself from us from the place of the smell, which was the opinion of Rav Chizda. Rav said you only have to distance yourself from from the actual soa. So we have proof like Rav Chizda. Amarava. The halacha does not follow the previous prajtah regarding what we had stated that it would be prohibited to daven next to any tzawa, Right? We said whether the tzohah came from a person, a dog, or a pig, or a chicken, all those things are improper to pray in front of. He says, no, rather we go like the prajtah, and it says, The way you read the prajtah is that you can never read The adam. That that we say, they cannot pray next to tsoa that came from a pig, or tsoa that came from a dog, that's bizman, aris Apparently it's only when uh, they used to tan leather using the tsoa of the pig. And the brightest saying is that apparently the bad smell only comes when you put in this, uh, when you start tanning it. But when you don't uh, tan it, apparently the tsoa of a Chazir is not so bad, doesn't have such a bad smell. Again, no experience there. Uh, but that's what the Gemara is uh, suggesting, that again, only when you're using the tsoa to ten, Rashi says, then uh, is there considered a bad smell. Okay. What if you have a Re'ach Ra that doesn't have a necr- I Meaning, you can't point it to anything, there's just a bad smell in the air. Rashi gives an example of someone who passes gas. So can you daven next to such a smell? So he said, Look at, uh, in this space, Mahesh, they used to lay down mats. Some people would be sleeping, and some people would be learning. But Rashi points out that apparently it was well known that when people would be sleeping, they would emanate some sort of smell while they were sleeping unknowingly. So you see that they were studying Torah next to this bad smell. And again, it was a low acre. There was nothing you could point to. That's only words of Torah. In other words, even though we permitted you to study Torah next to a smell that doesn't have an or, doesn't have an actual source, that's only Torah's permitted, but Krishma not. Al You can only study Torah in a you know in a place with a bad smell when it's your friend. Lo. But you wouldn't be able uh, to um, you wouldn't be able to study if the source was from you. In other words, it could only be that the bad smell came from a friend. But if you're the source of the smell, then you, uh, you would have to wait till the smell goes away. And the reason for that is so you can't control what your friend is doing. right? So therefore, in halakha, we are basically telling you to be more stringent when it's yourself. Yourself, you could control. But if, if we would tell you that every time your friend did that, you would have to move, then that would just be too difficult uh, to do. Etmar. Again, I have to remember, in the olden days, they didn't have bathrooms every single Corner at every single place, so it was much more common Yafiach. It was much more common because people were holding it in much more than people are holding it in nowadays. So therefore, that's the reason why you know this shema Yafiah, this thing of passing gas, was a lot more common in those days uh, as opposed to uh, nowadays. Continue um, the Gemara. Etmar tsoa overas right. Now we have over here Soa Veras is that basically until now we were assuming that Tzovah is stationary, and you go into that place, can you daven or, or can you not? But let's say you're in a place, but the Tzovah is just passing, someone's carrying a dirty diaper past, you know, uh, he's just carrying it by you. So would it be permitted to re-Krishma or not? So Amar Matalikot It is permitted. Rav Amar So again, they're having a Machloket, when the Tsoa is just passing, but it's not stationary, would it be permitted to How do I know that it's considered? If an impure person is under a tree, Rashi says, we're, we're talking about here a Mitzorah. A mitzora has the status of a person whose mate, and we know that a mate has the ability to cause impurity to the entire tent, meaning if a mate or a metzora is in one place, anything within that ohel, or under a tree, which has the status of a tent, will become impure. So the Tameh is standing, and the Tahar is passing by Vatar over. Halacha is Tameh. Halacha is that since the Tameh guy was standing, and the Tahar person is passing by, he'll be Tameh. But the other way around, tahar ilan, where the Tahar person is standing under the tree, And the thing which would theoretically cause Tumut to pass through the Ohel passes by the Tommel over Tahar. You are still Tahar. So what do we see? Again, Bim Amad, but if the person stands, then then everyone's Tommel. The same thing would apply to a stone that has Negan. So what we see over here, a very interesting connection, is that he's saying, again, the discussion is whether it's Tommel that's passing, would that have the ability to be, uh, um, would that cause that... you? can no longer dive in Krishna in their room. So we're comparing it to Tumat O'Hal, the Tumat that passes through a tent, that it doesn't pass if that thing is moving. But if the thing is stationary, then it will be Matame. So Rav Lach Rav says, you cannot compare the two. Over there, it's Tali and Kfut, Tali being in one place, it says the Mitzvah has to be separate from you. Right? So, right, meaning his, where he is living is supposed to be out of the camp. So, in other words, the way he creates Tuma is where he is living. But as long as he is temporary, he's just going from one place to another, that would be okay. But, but, but here the Pasuk, which says, not to say Krishna next to tsoa is built on the Pasuk, the Torah says that wherever you say Krishna has to be Kadosh. Like, but if someone is passing by with Tsoa then it's not Kadosh. Amra Papa. Rabbi says a new case. Pi hazir, a mouth of a pig, even though um, it would seem to be clean could so We consider it like tsoa that's passing says more pshita. We know the mouth of a pig is, ex- is extremely dirty We know the, where the mouth where the pig puts its mouth So obviously it has a status of Tsoa says Even though it came up from its bath It was in the river so you would have thought that the pig just cleaned itself it says no a pig cannot clean itself Om Tsoa if you're not sure whether there's Tsoa like you can't tell or you're not sure if there's soa in the place Safik meriglaim. Then a sura, but safik meriglaim. But if you're not sure if there's urine in the place, then you're allowed to daven. Okay, so we're differentiating between tzova and meriglaim regarding doubt. If you're not sure whether there's tzova in the house, then it's permitted. But but if you're not sure whether there's soa in the garbage, then Asura, right, for kind of obvious reasons, that Ashba, there's more of a chance that there is tsoa there, because that's where it's supposed to go. But if you're not sure if there's Meriglayim in the garbage dump, then you will be permitted. It seems like we hold like a r- nuna, to Amr of Amr of Amr, though Bavar. held, when the Torah prohibited you to daven in a place where there is Meriglayim, he didn't ask it if it's really on the ground. In other words, the Torah's prohibition was only amud amur It was only when the person was actually in the middle of going to the bathroom. That's when it was aser min torah Therefore, if you're not sure, the Gemara will explain, if you're not sure whether there's mirror glimes somewhere, then it's only a derabanun, so Savik derabanun Lakula. because the Torah prohibition was only when it's amur, meaning when it's like a pillar, meaning when you're actually in the middle of going to the bathroom. How does he know this? Because Kedomer V'yonus, and Kedomer V'yonus, and Rambi Ksiv. V'yonus has a contradiction regarding the encampment of the Jewish people. It basically talks about uh, going to the bathroom. According to the Gemara, it says, machaneh, sa shama so You're going to have some sort of place outside your camp, V'yatsas shama, and you will go there. But another pasuk says, Uksiv The next pasuk says that when you'll go to the bathroom, you'll bring a shovel, meaning a place to cover it, v'chisisa as secha, and you're going to cover what you went out for. So we see that, so what do we see? Then one place it just says, you go outside of the camp and go to the bathroom. And the next pasuk, it says that you take a shovel and take care of what you had done. So why one place do you need a shovel, one place you do not need a shovel, must be kam That when it's ketanim, meaning when it's urine, then you don't have to uh, cover it. Alma ketanim, so we see when it comes to ketanim, we only care when it's omur, but if it fell to the ground already, sure, it's going to be permitted. And the Rabbanan made a gazera, even when the mere glam is on the floor. The Rabbanan only made a decree when it's vada, but in a case of doubt, they weren't gazera. Fine, period. Now, the Gemara now wants to know when, let's say you know for sure someone, you know, urinated on a piece of ground. When do we consider the urine to still be there? And when do we consider it gone in order that you would then be permitted to say Krishna? Until how much, for how long, does Merigalim, is it forever? That, you know, since Meriglime was made on that spot, you can't dive in there? As long as there's some sort of moist there, then that shows that Merglaim is still there. As long as it's moist. As long as it's moist. They basically all say the same thing. But Geneva, that was his name, Mishmei the Rav, he was very stringent. As long as its presence is Discernible, meaning as long as you could tell the line was there, meaning that the shape is still there, even though it's not moist, it's still going to be prohibited. Amr Yosef, surely, Marley Geneva, could he have said such a thing? We know by Tsova, the Lach is Kivan Shikarmu means, again, when does Tsova, feces, when does it lose its status that you then permit it to say Krishma? So he says, as long as it's, the outside is a uh, crusty okay let 's do this quickly. mata <laughs> then it 's going to be uh, permitted so if that, if that makes soa permitted, then for sure, gland will be permitted you know if it, as long as it 's not moist why do you rely on that opinion there's other opinions so if you look at he says even if it's so is as hard as like earthenware, it's going to be Asa. So we see that soa could be stringent in such a case. When do we consider what does it mean, sowas is in other words, how like in other words, that's the last stage which it will be prohibited. So when is it still considered like Kheres? basically pointing the as long as there's some sort of liquid or some sort of moist. if you throw the soa and it doesn't break, that means that um, it's, still, it's still, there's still some level of lechos, some sort of moistness, and it's not completely dried out. <laughs> if you roll it, and it doesn't break, he saw and he wanted to pray, he said, go see if it's crusty or not, <laughs> it's not like heres. What? No, no, so then it's still like keres, but if it breaks, then it's mamish even, um, even more dry, even drier than keres, and then, um it will be permitted. Yeah. So Ikidami, Haqi Amr Allah, he said to him, Ayyin ima fluya fluy, go see if the tsowa has like cracks in it. Again, another uh, proof that it's completely dried out. My haviallah, what's the final ruling regarding the dryness of tsoa? It marzoa kiharas. The first wife surah omutas okay, machlit whether mutter us omerava, hilchash is, so is kihares is a surah. But says, it's so, uh, even if it's like Cheres, again that last stage of dryness Will be asur But as long as it's moist well, as, Now we have a question okay, It's a bit of a hard, bright, to read But it's, the, the opinions over here are very simple I'm still going to go through it quickly The opinion says that it's moist is But if it was completely um, you know, uh, Absorbed into the ground The Yemshu would dry up uh mutar it's going to be mutter. My love nivlu dum mediyavsha. It sounds like absorbed is the same thing as dried. My yveshu ain't reshuman nikr, then it's not discernible at all. nivlu ain't reshuman niker, it's not discernible. Ha reshuman nikr, but if it would be discernible, Asr would be asr. Afagav in Matvikin. So in other words Rav said that it's only asr when it's moist. But if its presence would be discernible, it would be permitted. Here we seem to say that the absorbed is similar to yavesh, which would then mean that as long as it's discernible, it's still going to be Aser. According to you, a resha. what about the Reshah? What is the Sorry, It sounds like it's all dependent on moist. You can't prove anything from this praita, because there's a Diyuk from the Resh and there's a Diyuk from the Seifah. Five lines from the bottom. So let's, say, um, let's say what Rav said Right is really a machloket atanoim, and we, we, we don't. And we don't want that Rav's halacha should be a machloket atanoim. But let's see what it might be. It says like this: kishma. If a utensil was used for going to the bathroom, you emptied it out, so there's nothing there. Still asalikos kishma konegdo Merglaim atzma. But the urine itself that got poured out nivlu if it was absorbed mutter, lo nivlu not absorbed aser. If you see Omer, it depends. as long as it's moist. So now we have a machloka, the first opinion says, if it was absorbed, mutter. the next opinion says, as long as it's still moist. What's the difference? And if you're going to tell me that it's all dependent on whether it's moist. If the first opinion was just saying, is it moist or not moist, then that's the opinion of Reb right? what? What are they arguing about? Two lines from the bottom. Rather absorbed means that it's not discernible. when it's not absorbed, it means it is discernible. For aser, came to say, And on that, says that even if it's um, um, even if it's moist, it's going to be Asr, but har reshuman will be shari. So we see from over here that Rav's statement. That, as long as it's moist, it's going to be asr, It seems like it's going to be a machloket between the tanayim. So it says, "Marlo, the kuliyalma kozman Really, everyone agrees if it's moist, it's asr. Harishuma If it's not moist, even if it would be discernible, it is a shari. Really, they're having a whole new machloket. They're arguing about what is considered moist. Again, hafei amun base. we just turned the page. Machloket is what is considered moist. Tanakama says, again, I know I went through that back and forth quickly, but nothing really happened. We're just trying to clarify the opinions of the Tanayim. Really, the Gemara concludes, they're arguing a different machloket, which is, how moist does it have to be? We've, right, until now, we've only used one word, that the marigold was moist. Now, we're saying that Tanakama holds it has to be so moist that when you get your hand wet, you can make something else wet. Right? There's two levels of moistness. So, your hand gets wet, so wet that you can actually make something else wet. And that's the opinion of the Tanakama. Okay, continues the Gemara. The Mishnah had said that if you're able to get out of your mikvah to say Krishma, then you should do it. But if not, meaning the time of Krishma is coming, you should just read Krishma the way you are. Says the Gemara. And it said it's all about Neitzachama. So it seems like the Mishnah, which talked about whether you're able to get out of the mikveh in time. For Krishna, what time did he use? right? That was talking about the Balkari who went to the mikveh. So it sounds like Rebbe Lazar is the main opinion of says It right? sounds Rebbe the of Rebbe They're going with the opinion of Rebbe Shua. But we're talking about someone who's Vatikin. The Vatikin would be very stringent to say Krishna with Neitzahama. Okay. But either way, next Gemara says, now again, we're talking like this. A guy's in the, in the water. His head is above water, right? His head is above water. Now we're trying to figure out or his whole body is in the water. Maybe we'll see. Can he say Krishma? So he's completely naked. We discussed last Gemara. In order to say Krishna, there has to be separation in your body from your heart and the bottom half. Can you say Krishna or not? So the Gemara has a question. Vahare Erva. Your heart sees your um, Erva, meaning it sees the bottom half of your body. So how can you say Krishma? You're completely naked in the water. they were dealing with very dirty water. So when there's very dirty water, that's equal to a separation. It's like you're sitting in very thick dirt. So there, that's enough sensitivity. You know, that's enough of a separation between your heart and the bottom half of your body. Let's say you're in clear water. What do you do? If you're in clear water, you should make sure uh, to basically go uh, towards your neck. Well, well, well. I mean, this opinion, the Gemara will say, holds that libo could be ro at erba. So, in other words, the first opinion says even salulin, even clean, nice, clean water, you could just sit there in a way that the water is by your neck, and you could read. The yesh omrim, the one who argues, says ochin <laughs> You should kick up dirt with your feet to make the water dirty, then it will serve as a separation. But the first opinion says that. Even clear water is fine. Your heart sees the erva. that's fine. He argues on the whole concept. re strange Gemara to read. But your heel sees the erva. At this point, the Gemara thinks any part of your body. I don't know what you're talking about. The heel could also see the erva. That's not a problem. Itmar. The Gemara is erva Itmar. If the, the, your heel sees the erva, meaning there's no separation between your erva and other parts of your body, mutter. But no geya, if you're touching the erva with your heel, abay that's Asa, omar meaning there shouldn't be, you know There shouldn't be any uh, touching uh, going on, because then we're afraid that you'll be touching it with your hand, uh, what it says and uh, rab zvid masseh allah shmaiz he learned a different teaching we begin to break derivative kammah hashalachim no gate derivative hakal asher when the heel is touching the erva derivative hakal asher roaf it's just saying bayamaser why because l'nitzan tal machashas the torah is not given to angels the angels don't have private parts we do and therefore if the torah says that we have to read kirshmam this is too difficult for us to ensure that nothing else is touching the, you know, uh, private parts of our body, therefore it's going to be uh, permitted. the halacha is, no geya, if your heel is touching, your are errat's asr, if you're just seeing, if it's just seeing, it's motem. Okay, amar rava, tzoha ba'ashashis, if there's soa in a, like, uh, behind a glass wall, or it's in a, um, you know, uh, what do you call it, a glass kli, um, or a glass utensils. the point is you could see it, but there's no smell coming out, because it's covered. But you could see it. So it says, You could see Krishna connected because of course there's no, there might be a smell emanating, but it's not entering your place of Krishna. But erva ba'ashashat, if there's now, again, something we didn't discuss yet. We discussed yesterday, but if you're the same way, you're not allowed to say Krishna, if you're undressed, you can't see Krishna next to someone who's undressed. But let's say the the person who's undressed is behind the glass wall. So they're not in your room, but you could see them. So erva ba'ashashat, right? So they're behind glass. Also, liquids kishma Why? Very obvious. So, if that so wasn't a glass, you know, tube, motor liquids connecto, konegdo. Did so because it's a must. So, it's all about being covered. It's covered. But ever, also liquids kishma konegdo. Why? Because it says v'liyiru b'chayr v'stavi. You shouldn't see any erva. Am rachman the Torah. It cares about. In other words, the Torah doesn't care if you're in the same room as the erva. What does the Torah care? But that you see the erva. So, who cares whether you're in the same room or not? As long as you see the erva, you won't be able to say uh Amar how do you get rid of tsoa? So it says tsoa. It calls him a Vatellas barok. As long as you spit into the tsoa, apparently that takes away the smell. Amaraba barokava, it's gotta be a nice thick spit. All right, Amar Rava, Rava says, Tzoha beguma, if there's so in a hole, Menech sandal. it's enough to put a sandal on, Anubikar Kishma, But Let's say there's so attached to your shoe. So on the one hand it's covered, but on the other hand it's like, you know, it's kind of like part of your body, teku. We have to wait for Eliyahu. I would imagine that's not the first question we're going to ask Eliyahu. Amar Rav, says, Akum Arum, if a non-Jew is naked, Asalikar Kishma, you cannot read Kishma next to a non-Jew. Why are we mentioning it like a gentile? What's the difference? Even a Jew. So So of course it's Asar. Al Akum is Rather, we need a khiddish for akum. Interesting. Why? Why would you have thought that a naked body of a gentile is different than a Jew? since the Pasuk says, Khamar and right? The, Gemara, the Pasuk the seems to indicate that like their flesh, a is like a donkey, so it's like saying it next to an animal. Kamash Malan? no, that, that that's not true. They are considered erva. It talks about the children of Noach, right? It says they didn't look at the Ervat avihim, right? The children of Noach, and they're covering him after the in the story of the Ark when Noach gets drunk there. So it says they were Maq, but they were careful not to see the erva of their father. And Noah did not have the status of a Jew. And still we see that it, it has the status of Erva, and we don't consider it like flesh of a donkey. Okay. So it says That you shall not You shall not say Krishma In water that's very smelly Or water that was like used To uh, soak flax Until you put in water Says How much water are you going to put in Meaning Ligmar doesn't think that any water Will be able to help Because again the Mishnah says Don't do it in smelly water But if you put in water It's good the way you read it is as follows. The water they're using to covering your body cannot be smelly water. but if it's merigliem, that meaning there's merigliam next to you, then If you put in water into the marigliam, like you dilute it a little, then apparently vehicle, you'll be able to say, Krishna, how much water? how much water do you need to put in order to dilute the meruglayim that it's no longer considered improper to say, Krish mardavin next to. Zaka, yoma, Zaka says, as long as you put in a few ounces, you are good. Um, or, oh, sorry. first opinion says, Kol where meriglam is there, and then you want to dilute it. Let's say you, you know you're going to the bathroom, you put in water in that place before the meriglam goes there. So then apparently the shear might be less. Because basically, because every time the merg hits the floor, it already hits the water and it gets diluted immediately. But if you put the merg if you put the water there before the merg got there, then everyone agrees, call the Rav Yosef says, no, the weather, a few ounces enough, or even a little bit is enough as when you put there in the first place. Everyone agrees you need a few ounces. Rav Yosef told his Shemaya, you know, his servant, pass me a reviat of water, like the opinion of Rav Zakah, that even before you go to the bathroom, you need to put a reviat of water, and then when the meriglam goes in there, um, it'll, uh, the smell or the impact will be lessened. Tanur Now this next gemara, very applicable to bathrooms, where even though there might not be any tsoa or in the open, once something is used as a bathroom, its status changes. Tanur Graf shel rei. So we have a kli that was used for rei, meaning it was used for Want to go to the bathroom, but now it's clean, right? You put it in the washing machine or the dishwasher, maybe whatever. The avet or a bowl that was used for merk You cannot say krisch from next even if it's clean. The alpha even though there's nothing next to it. Merk But the itself, you have to put in water. Now, same bright that we just had, either culture of Zakyam or revit. you have to put in a revit. Now, the Gemara just says a bit of a confusing thing. It says, The Gemara is saying that, let's say you have a bed, right, in front of you, and the Miracleim is on the other side of the bed. Is that considered like a separation, right? Until now, we're talking about separation of distance, how far away are you? But let's say there's a bed in between you and the Merglaim. So the first opinion says, Whether Merglaim is before the bed, meaning it's right next to you, or it's behind the bed, meaning there's a separation, still you have to remove it. if it's behind the bed, Korah, you could read. But if it's before the bed, don't read. You could distance yourself for Amot ve Korah. Shim ibn Allah Omar, meaning in other words he basically held that behind the bed is more lenient. Shimbin Allah Shim Allah says, A filu bais even if the house is a hundred ammo's big lay crashyotim or shnich tahasimita, it's not enough to be behind the bed. It has to be if it's in your house, either you gotta take it out or put it under the bed. We'll see what that means under the bed, but that's what he holds. Ibai the Gemara is, it's a bit of a hard brightah to read. It says that Sh- the first opinion said that if it's behind the bed, don't read, right? If it's la'achar mita behind the bed, read. Before the bed, don't read, but distance yourself. So the Gemara's not sure how to read that brightah. Was the distancing yourself going on behind the bed or before the bed? Iba loom, hechikamar, achar kar miyad, doesn't mean... When it's behind the bed, you could read right away without moving it. Or, of do we say, Basically, it's a little unclear how to read the brighter. Did it mean when it's in front, before the bed, you could read right away, but if it's next to you, in front of the bed, then you have to distance for Amot? Or did it mean that behind the bed, you still have to distance for Amot? But if it's in front of the bed, meaning next to you, then you can't read at all. In other words, were we saying that behind the bed is completely lenient that you don't even have to move it, or was it saying that for Ahmed would help? So we see very clearly that there's the difference. When it's behind the bed, you could read right away, but when it's before the bed, distancing for Amos would be enough. So we see, says the Gemara, ba'ain so we've now answered our question that the difference between before the bed and after the bed is the difference between whether you have to move it or whether you do not have to move it. Says the Gemara, Masis and Kashadadi. If you noticed, it's a steer, the first bride to quote it, the Lazar, and um, Atanakama, and here it's, and Rashim and here it switches around their opinions. So the epoch, that's right. So switch around the opinions, and we worked it out. My so why do you switch the Bright to So Let's switch around the first Brighton. Huh? Says the Gemara. Again, so we have and Lazar. But it said they're opposite opinions from one Brighth to the next. The so Gemara says, so switch one of them, switch to the last one. Why don't we switch the first one? Says the Mar, Damar, um, because man shaman, who's the opinion that says Kulabait Kaaba Who is the opinion that holds that the whole house is considered like one mashud? That's the opinion of Rashi. So, since that's the opinion of Lazar, therefore we attributed that brighta to uh, him. Now, where does he say the whole house has the status of Arba Amot? Rashi says, "I don't know where the Gemara gets from Le'adati hechadu," but the Gemara is saying we know from somewhere else Rashi. Rashi has that opinion. Therefore, we could assume he's the one that said it over here. If it's under the bed, you could read. So what does that mean? If the bed is less than three T'vachim, we would apply the rule of love, like there's a separation. If the bed is four to nine T'vachim above the ground, what's the halacha? If the bed is 10 T'vachim from the ground and the so was underneath, that for sure is a problem because we look at the bed as being somewhere else. It's good you didn't ask about 10 T'vachim. That's for sure a different property. Ammarav Helchet Allah is Pachot Mishlosh HaKalavadami. Asar Rishwadah Riti, if the bed is less than three Tvachamai, it's Lavud, and this is considered a Mechitza. Tetvacham is considered another property. But Mishlosh HaVadassar, Hindu Bai and Vunavali Paschaleh. That would be the question that Rav Yosef from three Tvacham into Tetvacham, that's the question. That question was not resolved. Ammarav, halach of Shem Melazar, Rechain, Ammar Bali, Ammarav Yokov, Prayed of Shemol, halach of Shem Melazar, Vrav Ammar, and halach of Shem Melazar. Okay, just back and forth, is the Allah like him or not? One last story over here of Acha Ber Four lines from the bottom. Basically, these two rabbis, their son and daughter, were getting married to each other. Aile the they got married. Well, they have Mistai Milsa. But they weren't able, uh, the first night after the marriage, they weren't successful in consummating the marriage. So, he, so the, the, the fathers got very concerned. So one father went to check out the room, uh, with the room where they were, you know, So he went after him, Yune, to look at the room. Chazza say Torah in the room. Um, he said, Thank God that I found the Sefer Torah and you didn't consummate the marriage in the presence of the Sefer Torah. If there's a house, a room that has a Sefer Torah, you cannot be together, husband and wife. Either you get rid of it or you put it into a Kli And since the Sefer Torah was out here in the open, therefore it would have caused you great Sakana. That's only when the clea they're using to cover the Sefer Tower is not its regular bag that you use for it. <coughs> but if it's, it's kli which is used you know, to always carry the Sefer Torah, then that doesn't count as a covering. Even if you place 10 coverings on the Sefer Torah, if those 10 are always used for the Sefer Torah, that's not called a cover. It has to be like, I take something else, another blanket, something else to use as a covering. If you put some sort of shirt on top of a box of Svarim, it's like a Kli inside of a Kli, and that could be used as a covering that you could then go ahead and do your knee.